Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's that big topic that we keep circling around. But do you want to hold? Like, do you want to hold off just because? It's, it's, it feels like the big one. It yeah. feels like I really feel like I mean maybe an end of <laughs> like a season end finale. Of season. Yeah, maybe because okay. I just feel like stories are, you know, more than anything else, the difference between. It might be humans and anything. Yeah, it might be more fruitful discussion when we have more points, or more other ideas points on the list to work it around. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll have a look at. I made a little list. Nick's got a list. You pick. You pick one. Should Chris. I say them out loud, or is that spoil too much? I mean, just do you? I, I wonder if our listeners. Fuck are it. Geoengineering. Geoengineering. We're in. Let's do it. Hanging through the ether like a giant emotion. There's lotion. There's lotion. So sometimes commotion. Sometimes locomotion. Rank ideas. Take it to the bank, ideas. Welcome to Rank Ideas. You're with Nick and Chris. You're with Rank Ideas, Nick and Chris. Oh, how dare you put me second? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to generosity? Yeah, I, <laughs> that was being generous, Chris. The truth is an important thing <laughs> to learn. It's Nick and Chris. <laughs> I'm liking this uh, just dialogue between Chris and Chris. We could keep this running the rest of the episode. You like it so much, why did you interrupt me? Oh, I'm narrating. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's great. And, and then and then Chris realized that Chris was holding something back. You're not going to narrate that I did nothing with that information? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Our audience are very sharp. Yeah, and hopefully forgiving. Uh, we're here on the podcast where we rank all of uh, the ideas that humans have come up with. Um we're up to seven at the moment. That's pretty good. That, you, I feel like you could already, you know, start a new human colony with these ones. With the ones we picked, definitely. Yeah, yeah extremely. I mean, lunch is in there, so. Yeah, thank goodness. Good. Oh, oh, imagine if imagine if you went on a big trip and you forgot to bring a meal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Horrible. Imagine if you went on a big trip and forgot to constitute the premise of meals. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Embarrassing. <laughs> Trips. We could do trips. <laughs> so many things. This is the beauty of this podcast or the terror. Yeah. <laughs> but we're in it and you're with us. Thanks so much. Today we're looking at the concept of? We're looking at the concept of geoengineering and by the end of the episode we will be ranking it on our ever-expanding master list of all human ideas. Um, wait, wait, this is another one that you've come up with, but I, it, as always the parameters are something that are worth considering. You know, that, that, uh, so is, is, is me taking a... a a stone and um, sharpening it, and then going and um, killing a fish. Is that? This is worth saying. This is worth clarifying because I feel like this just has- so you know, I don't know how to kill a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the. I mean, yes. In terms of for Chris and I, practically, it's a very moot conversation. But for the mm. ranking and the com- and the episode's sake, because obviously on paper it would be easy to quantify. This is like, oh, we're finally going to do an idea that rather than an ancient idea, we're going to do an emerging idea that's mm. going to... China's going to seed the cloud so it rains down the pollution. Yes. Beijing. It would be, yeah, it would be uh, a layperson like me's instant conception of this. Um, but as, but yeah, what do you think, Chris? Like, is it, are we, is geoengineering just human effort to enact a change of state on the natural world? I think so. And um, I, look, I'm happy for you to veto this because it may be, too broad, but I feel like farming at all is geoengineering, and and this is this is a difficult one because, mm. um, you know, where do you draw the line? Because you ca- you can't live without with zero impact. You know, yeah. it, it, does, it doesn't exist. Even if humans just walked around and ate stuff, which uh, you know they're still going to have a tremendous um, impact upon the natural environment. So, engineering, the term geoengineering is a more contemporary one and does imply a um, 
a, a heavier thumbprint, I guess. This is the beauty of us uh, ranking ideas against each other rather than having to just do a boo or yay to them because, mm. yeah, I feel like this one more than any – I mean, I'm, I personally am very uh, – you know, I have a value and a conviction that human existence intrinsically causes harm mm-hmm. or, well, once we have the idea of harm at least, as in uh, when when people, and that's this isn't, and this is not me being like a, humans are the worst. It's, yeah, mu- yeah. it's much more an idea of, um, because that's tiresome. I just think life is competitive. Yeah. You know, inherently, like the, the, good, the good system of the biome has to have life forms constantly competing to generate good outcomes. Zero-sum games exist. Mm-hmm. Um, the is even if a lot of things that get labelled as zero sum games aren't, yeah, you know, obnoxiously, they still they still exist sometimes, and um, yeah, for me, the uh, I guess all I mean by human by human existence causes harm is that if you, um, yeah, it's, I think the thing that bugs me is when I see uh, people state their uh, moral framework as being like, oh, I believe in doing what that will up and up and up to the point where it would cause someone else harm. And I look at that and I'm like, well, that's a fairly irresponsible, like that doesn't, that doesn't exist. That suggests that that person thinks that they could get through even an hour without causing some kind of harm to mm. the, to the world that they move in. Which the very is, expression of that statement has caused me. Harm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, and again, that's not, I'm as you know, Chris, like I'm not someone who then that doesn't lead me to like wringing my hands and being riven with guilt and unable mm, to do stuff. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. It just means me like, it's like, well, yep, that's, that's, that's just a factual, that's just a fact that I have to incorporate into my selfhood, which is be like, yep, the things I do have irrevocable impacts on the world around me. It's actually an interesting one that I come up against a lot in the, some of the communities that I'm in particularly, and I cannot believe it's been so many episodes until I've brought this up, but I, I you know, pursue a vegan lifestyle mm-hmm. and many people within those philosophies have the absolute position of, um, taking from animal like it comes from the idea that taking from an animal is wrong it's sort of anything that goes with that and i sort of don't necessarily hold that position at all and and find some of the decisions the ways that people talk about uh those things to be uh, alarming in some ways because they're they're not they don't feel to me like they're based on reality because i don't think that you can live at all yeah the idea of living without causing harm is like Mm. it's it's, it's 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 a it's a utopia, and like any utopia, there, there are gaps with from the reality. If you behave as only that ideal exists, you 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 have you open up yeah. space for blind spots for, to cause the ironic. I'll offer a spo- I'll offer a spoiler now that when we get around to ranking utopia as an idea, mm. my my instinct is going to be starting pretty. I'm going to be looking at the bottom of the list straight off the bat. I should say I just gave a speech on utopia the other day, and I published it on my medium. So if anyone wants to listen, am I allowed to do that here, Nick? That's fine. As long as I just for every one thing you spruik, I yep. get to spruik one thing okay. of mine. Uh, and this one, I'm just going to spruik this song that I'm writing off the top of my head oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Utopia, more like sputopia, more like you know to be a guy. <laughs> if you think that Chris's article is going to be better than that, feel free to consult it. Huge mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, you. Uh, so the veganism utopia the gap that that opens up with lies. Yeah. So geoengineering, yes. as we all know, we're talking about, um, we, need, we still need to define the, we need to put a limit upon what it is because, um, if walking around is geoengineering, which I think there is a case to make that yeah, it yeah, absolutely yeah. is. If you're just walking around, take, you know, leaving your shells in a certain area, taking shits in certain other areas, you know, that that's having an impact. It's, it's much, it must, you, I presume you mean the conscious decision mm. to, to alter how the earth is, 
is to, it to serve? Yeah, to serve you. is it useful or dumb to uh, to to say that it's an industrialized level of change of state? Sure, of the world? sure. Yeah. Just to give us a scale in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a a, a, a grand societal level of. Um, it immediately control. brings up for me another concept that I think will come up and and that I would like to spew on, which is the idea of wilderness, which is something that we have in our sort of yeah, consciousness, you know, an unspoiled wilderness. A lot of this is going to come back. Like a lot of things we rank is going to touch, um, is going to s- s- rub against the thing, the thing that I get most frustrated with, like just the thing that I personally dislike mm-hmm. in life the most, which is just the naturalism fallacy yeah, as I yeah, interpret yeah. it. Just the yeah. idea that there are things that are natural or unnatural and that there are points in the story of human society where there was a break from the natural, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that prefaces a lot of what I'm going to say about Gun geoengineering, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. The apple. That's it. Um, or, you know, like when we stopped, yeah, when uh, we stopped playing Nintendos and started playing PlayStations. Um, the, uh, We're back on Nintendo. Oh, no, but no, you're right. You see? Serious gaming sometimes. <laughs> exactly. The natural gaming. Yeah. <laughs> where, you had to, where you had to game by your wits. <laughs> sure. Um, then what do you, what, what are your initial thoughts? Industrial scale, like... You know, the things that come to mind for me are the mega dams that, that mm-hmm. they have. Uh, I, I'm sorry to pick China again in an example, but mega dams. Um, we, of course, have them here as well. Um, what, what else are you thinking? Um, thinking about, obviously, just uh, fossil fuel production. Panama Canal. Yep. Um, yeah, if we're looking for even just um, – or or this, this, this new idea in the public discourse, which is – which is cloud seeding and sucking carbon. Yeah, in the sky. yeah. The idea of geoengineering as a potential, as 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 the savior of humankind from environmental collapse, mm. as a narrative. And yeah, I feel like I mean, obviously, the the first thing that always occurs is just the history of um, how strong the law of unintended consequences. Yeah, comes into effect every single time Kane that we've observed. Yeah, Cain Toad. Um, yeah, the swallow the spider to catch the fly mm. aspect. Um, and yeah, I feel like. Um, the advantage of looking at it through the prism of just the law of unintended consequences means you don't have to get into any tiresome thing of putting, again, like a, you know, like a, like a satanic narrative onto the thing of it's like, oh, what happened is some evil people came along and I mean, not to say evil, you know, uh, the banal evil of stupidity. Exactly. Or, it or, is the banal hubris. Again, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or hubris or just, yeah, or. We just didn't know. On the other, exactly. On the other side of it, just being like the law of unintended, unintended consequences is so strong in all cases. Mm. Like maybe the thing that governs human endeavor the most. Yeah, I, I love reading histories of times where people assume that everyone was doing everything wrong and just, re- you know, because you're just re- like, you know, they're, they're just the same as you or I. They, they just didn't know what they're. Mm. If you just meant because they hadn't been done yet, yeah, yeah, and I wonder what I wonder what um, hell we're creating by creating a definitive list. You know, maybe one day the dictator will take that and boom, no more mail. Yeah, that's right. We better do more episodes. Bump up mail. <laughs> It'll happen. Don't worry. I, yet again, just one more. I'll reiterate to our listeners: please keep your uh, mail on the subject of our vilification of mail to a minimum. <laughs> we love- and, and keep you know keep sending in suggestions. We're, we've been pretty you know backed up with our own. Yeah, it was, it was obviously yeah genius. So yeah, if we haven't stated it, the reason why you're hearing a lot of episodes before we um, get to uh, your suggestions is just because we've recorded a bunch of episodes before we went live. So. Um, the, we are super excited for you guys to be part of the conversation. Um, 
to you know to enact a change of state on the nat- on the original natural conception of this podcast and mm. turn it into a new unnatural geoengineered hellscape. I wonder what the most what I wonder if one will emerge that's obscenely common. Like as a suggestion, I wonder if there'll be one really surprising one that everybody says. I think it would depend how Do much. Do Garfield. Do Garfield. <laughs> Garfield. 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 What? I, I guess it will depend how much of the listeners are just people that we know. In, yeah. In which case, yeah, it'll probably just be, um, yeah, the, the concept of uh, being in a band still in your 30s. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Yeah, number one. That's obviously better than. <laughs> Imprisonment? What do you mean? <laughs> it's, it's definitely distinct from imprisonment. What do you mean? <laughs> Why did I even pick that one first? <laughs> um, so yeah, so please free me from the band. So not to argue, so not to not to argue away any possible critiques of geoengineering by saying, hey, people didn't, you know, we have to do stuff and we don't always know how it's going to turn out, but we should still do stuff. Mm. Which actually, I think, is an argument. But what's the what's the strong counter argument against that? you chris that might make geoengineering a shitterer idea i guess some idea i i think the one of the main arguments that i can imagine would come against it that'd be useful would be that um you know the systems that we exist in our our planetary systems haven't just come from human brains in a matter Mm. of decades they've they've come from millions and millions and i mean they come for billions of years but but you know in terms of life you know hundreds mm. and hundreds of millions of years and that's the idea that anything that we could do could even rival the strength of that force of intelligence mm. is um is is completely mad and so i guess then you know you, you that's that's where you could think. Well, it's better to restore the na- the natural systems and to f- find a way to live or curate um, the natural systems, which is which is you know difficult because obviously neither of us believe there is such a thing as natural yeah. systems. And I actually, <laughs> or or at least I mean I so maybe maybe a better way to articulate is I don't believe there are natural systems um, that we're not already a part of. Yeah, yeah, ex- like, exactly. As in, I don't th- I don't think that the the narrative conception that humans are a separate thing that were chucked onto the earth and started messing things up is yeah it's i always think that like you know we're like we're in a building right but we built yeah. like we made that building out of yeah. stuff here you know like that's what we chip wanted chip to do chip packets that are empty and, bl- and floating through a, a skip are like the made entirely of things from the natural world yeah yeah i, I had a pretty dark thought which I, I didn't want to put into the public sphere but this is barely the public sphere yeah come on we haven't even released. Hi, Dom. We haven't even released this yet. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Pablo, for the last episode. <laughs> Where Nick, <laughs> I don't know, made some said some horrible things. Yeah. Um. Okay. I uh, there's a so over time the carbon the carbon our Earth system stores carbon in the land and finds other ways of of, of storing it and uh, has ox it releases oxygen in, in different ways and so and the balance of that has has you know taken millennia to. Mm to reach its current levels. But we, the fact that we are capable of re, re, readdressing that balance by releasing all this carbon, yeah. um, you know, I thought, oh, maybe that's just the human's function. For, <laughs> for, you know, maybe we, we just – someone was eventually going to discover that you could do this to that and then, uh, you know, in the long view of time. Um, obviously, it's disastrous for – or sorry, it's potentially disastrous for us and it's, it's certainly suboptimal. And, and, you know, and again, that's just another human way of looking at it, being like, oh, yeah, maybe this is our narrative function. And it's like, well, there's no, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, there's no narrative function, but you could, 
you, it does make me think that yeah, it's it's perfectly arguable that um, all this that anything that's happening is just what humans are going to most like are going to tend towards doing yeah. as a part of the system that they're in. Yeah. And yeah, and the stakes of it is that we'll make is that uh, the one of the outcomes of it will be um, the end of the existence of humans and a bunch of the other creatures on the earth, or at least massively reduced numbers, mm. um, or mass, or just or just cows are way up, yeah, yeah. way up, <laughs> exactly, or just vastly, yeah, just vastly change circumstances from what humans are as a thing on the planet now, um, and what we were built to, yeah. But again, it's, again, that idea is such a human way of thinking about it, like what we were built, built to, to do. So, yeah, sorry, what we evolved against and yeah. optimised within. Yeah, and evolution literally, you know, by, by science's best reckoning, just being a series of things just getting sort of tried out, you know, yeah, like variation, yeah, yeah. variations tending towards survival or not or tending, you know, but not in a, yeah, there's like, yeah, not in the way that we all think where it's like where things are tending towards being quote-unquote better. So putting that in the framework then back against geoengineering, mm. I guess I guess if we come up with like like it's not hard to imagine circumstances where like say if, say there's a the, the river fl- fl- we built a city here the river floods every year and you know it's going to kill people unless we properly deal with it and mm. we divert it slightly yep. you know is that a bad thing to do with a large project you know industrial scale yeah concrete and whatever and you know doing that also lets us irrigate our crops and um but it diverts the river and changes where the water would would otherwise land is that a bad thing or a good thing i think it, it i think it's something you would want to have the capacity to do for sure i i i feel like so much of this comes in you know because uh you could you could imagine that at some point in human history these things were completely these questions were negotiated in terms of it's like well yeah we have a we're going ahead on the premise that we want more humans to be able to thrive in more places Mm -hmm. and i feel like the question of um scale will come in on this like it will come in on a lot of ideas that we do like a big thing that geoengineering does is allow humanity across our history to scale up in terms of the total amount of humans um, and the survival rate of humans in different locations. Which not everyone is for. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's tricky. It's, 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 it's a dicey one. It's potentially a, a dicey one to be for at this point when mm. there's a lot of, there are people who construct most of the, of the current problems, quote unquote, of, of the world and society in terms of overpopulation. Mm. There, you know, there is a large argument that we are just in a state of chronic overpopulation and heading for worse. And that most of, you know, like at the very least that the systems that we, the functionality of a lot of the systems that we put in place are just meeting their operational limit because of the input of more and more human bodies that we're putting into them. Mm. Um, so, I mean, and it's funny now, now we started butt up against other things that we would be ranking separately, like just the concept growth. of growth. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I feel like geoengineering is definitely a handmaiden of the of the idea of growth. Or how do you hmm, maybe no, not maybe, necessarily? It's, it's they, also, yeah, also not comfort, this, comfort or um, yep. It's just capacity. Capacity like, is probably a better way to put it. Yeah, I feel like it's just a, an extension of the same like instinct to you know like um to t- to take something from the environment at all like to to move yep. a seed and put it here and plant it down and then to dig a tube of vegetable out of the ground exactly and eat it. yeah it's it's a, a macro version of that and i guess th- that um makes it scary in a lot of ways because the unintended consequences are of a, a greater scale yeah 
Um, and uh, people do fall into the naturalist fallacy of thinking that it's not it's not a na- no sorry they don't fall into I think I think people can have a legitimate concern that um, yeah within your own framework there's, there's not nothing to it values. like if I think of one of one of the one of the kind of takes that I not, that I find obnoxious um, but which there's something to I feel when people talk about geoengineering in this modern context of like oh maybe it's how we'll solve the climate crisis mm. um, uh, people you know I, I recognize a lot of people's reaction to that is to be like no we can't not even if it might work not like that because we have to that's it's it's a cheat you know it's a shortcut we need to find it's a shortcut we need to you know and and it's not how we should we should interact in the world in a balanced conscientious way because there are so many problems that we've solved with yeah permanent shortcuts exactly (laughs) exactly so it's like and i'm like well really again as maybe as someone who like i'm not driven by a i don't think i don't think of myself as negotiating the world through a moral framework or, you know, I obviously I have my conditioned values, but I'm relatively ends justified in a lot of ways. I go, yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, but if with, if there's an existential threat and this is a workable solution, not that it, and it might definitely, it might, it probably won't be in like, it probably can't, it can't be the way that people are hoping to be because again, law of unintended consequences, the outcome of it won't be, it'll just be some, it'll be weirder than we can imagine probably um, in a way that again, we'll have winners and losers, but say that it could be the, say that it could solve the problem. I then wouldn't be wringing my hands over whether we were going to learn the right lesson from it. I'd be on balance happy that we were um, going to be safe. That, that, that Being able to def- repair the atmosphere. That suffer human, that a large-scale human and animal suffering was going to be avoided. But also but also, there's not nothing to it. There's not nothing to the idea of being like, no, there's, there's, um, this, there, are, there are lessons from our, there are, lesson, there are lessons to be observed in terms of what the actual planet is and what the ecosystem is and the fact that we are part of it and not extant to it, that we would be, well served that would be practically useful to stay engaged with. Like I say that as someone who I'm not engaged with the natural world at all in any real way. Like I'm uh, very, um, yeah, I, I haven't had to, I haven't had to learn or, or um, master any um, agricultural skills. Scouts. I did do scouts and oh. I, I didn't even, I'd never, I, re- guess. I never even got across the reef knot. I just drank a lot of weak Milo and played like a, we played this ball game that was mostly just about <laughs> getting possession at all costs. Yeah. Right. Mm. The secret message of the scouts. Yeah. I learned, I learned it well. So do you think that then, um, what, like what, what are the, I think there maybe are other lessons about that that would be missed um, by pursuing large scale geoengineering that may be important ones for the species to learn. Like if if say for example, um, if if there's a X invention that we switch on now and it draws down carbon from the atmosphere, and so we can consequently that 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 only masks the problem because we still uh, only have a finite mm-hmm. number of fossil fuels to burn. Yeah, but if the consequences we get to re- restore our you know stable climate climactic systems and um then that's good uh, yeah I, I, pro, I think, it's got pros and cons like any yeah, it's, any it's, approach yeah I th- I, it kind of feels like just the, a macro version of like even you know it's i feel like a lot of these things are scary because the the climate is you know you know a pretty chaotic thing and to, yeah. to measure in many ways but say say a river and the amount of rubbish in it is is not and so if we built a net that caught the rubbish and took that out you know that's geoengineering in a way but I don't think anyone would be against that, like mm. even though there would be unintended consequences of 
you know it's you know it's a yeah, it's it is kind of a, a more a relative micro example compared to what we were just talking about, but feels analogous. You tell me if it's not, mm. Chris. Is um, the talk like uh, the modern phenomenon of like to develop um, lab grown meat? Ah, yeah. You know, like which which I feel like I, lo- I love this one because I've thought about it a lot. Because mm, yeah, I feel like there are a couple of different takes that I've seen. You know, and again, like there is no homogenous mass of. Um, shared opinion in um, the vegan community or the vegetarian community or the meat eating community, but I've I've seen there are people I know who are um, push who press against push back against the idea of of quote unquote solving the problem of human meat consumption through mm. growing meat in a lab mm. because they're like no no what people should do is just learn to not eat meat um, or you know should be should or should regret you know. Um, which they're showing great signs of doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there's, there's a thing which is, um, uh, or, you know, uh, people should, yeah, people should just, and I mean, it, that, it feeds, it cross cuts with a lot of things. Like there, mm. there are people who literally believe that um, com- plant-based diets, quote unquote, are the most optimally healthy way to live. And if you believe that, then yeah, which I don't have, I don't see evidence for, but if you believed that, then you so would. There's just no evidence. There's no compelling evidence for so many, for most dietary claims because exactly. they're so complicated yeah. and you can't get a study of people yeah. only eating one thing. Yeah. With, yeah. Does, medical science is pretty confident to say that eating more veggies is, is, mm. is, is, is a good idea sure. and that's about it. Um, but yeah. The, but so, so the idea, so that as I think it's with it, it's not off piste to talk about, um, if, if we had lab-grown meat as part of geoengineering. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, more the idea, like, do you have a thought on, like, whether or not... Yeah, like, I, I have again, a strong it, economic thought on it, yeah. curiously. I feel like um, uh, I, I have no moral opposition to the product and to, to consuming it at all. I, um, I don't know if I would because I just don't really care anymore. Like, sure. Having not eaten meat for so long. You're not, so you're not, not sitting around craving it. No, it's, it's, not, it's not compelling. But, I mean, I, 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 I would I even try it or would I find it gross? No, no. Separately, I'm not against other people having it. I think the the thing, I, I think that it, it in isolation doesn't necessarily solve the problem, which is massive overuse of land for animal agriculture. Because mm-hmm. any time, anywhere in history, where you get a, a cheapening and a proliferation of a resource, mm. that it, it's it ends up in that resource being used faster. The more the yeah. more the more optimally and efficiently you can use it, it doesn't. You know, in theory, it should mean that we so say say cars. Cars can go, you know, three times as far as they could in the seventies on the same tank of petrol or whatever. Yeah, great. We should be using less petrol than ever. No, we're driving more than ever. Way more. Yeah. Um, and so it would. It's Jevons paradox is, mm. is what's called um, in engineering. And um, yeah, I just think the same thing would happen with meat. It, 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 but people would be like, oh, the, the luxury, the luxury of having the real meat is now a different tier of resource. So we sure, just have meat, yeah. meat in everything. And I yeah. think that like it's definitely the case that eating too much meat um is that has adversarial health impacts which is of course true of too much of anything the definition of too much is is, yep but i I think currently you could you could argue that in um first world societies um people consume too much meat practically you're seeing you know the the amount of case studies you're seeing of people eating too much meat in in health terms is is super apparent or everywhere yeah 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 and uh i don't know that it's an optimal path to to go down without other without other regulatory um structures like if it's if it's if it's part of a considered impact on whole society and and Mm. society responds with like oh great we could grow beef now let's let's ban 
uh, cow farming mm-hmm. um, for, for beef and or at least, you know, you can only have this many or whatever, then I, I would be all for it. But I can't, I can't it necessarily, won't, I don't think that would it won't happen, happen like at that. all. No. Yeah. And yeah. And so now, yeah. And so I guess then you get into. But I'm not against the, the geoengineering principle of, yeah. of, of coming up with something yeah. to do. Um, yeah. It's, it can be, you know, godsend or catastrophic, I guess. It's so, like you said at the start, it's so intrinsically what has given us the current society that we live in. Mm. Maybe, maybe at least as much as any of the other ideas we've ranked so far, maybe more. I wonder if the more, yeah, the more we can manipulate our um, quote unquote natural environment, the, the more capacitous we are as a species to express our will. Mm. That will is certainly not um, the thing that we're measuring here. The, the quality of that, that's, that's, but that is a reality yeah. that has to be considered when ranking this and, idea. And obviously it's giving – and it ties in a little bit to what we were talking about um, this episode, last, last episode, about um, just yeah, previous models of um, work and work-life balance mm-hmm. um, with some – yeah, once, once you uh, – geoengineering gives us the ability to um, scale up not just the number of humans but also the – uh, amount of humans with uh, who are able to spend time doing things other than just mere subsistence, yeah. and so you have an actualization argument. You have the idea that there's more people who can be seeking forms of actualization outside of um, just just sustaining the life cycle, which some people would argue is good, some people argue is bad. It's also power in many ways. I mean, there there are powers that we have and don't exercise. Yep. You know? And that, so so I think that the um, the what of it all and the uh, you know that's that's almost not really what we're talking about. And mm. I think that it comes down to, you know, again, that sort of gun to the head moment. Like if you're on the spaceship to Mars and you've got your toolkit, do you leave geoengineering at home? Mm. Absolutely no. You, yeah, Absolutely you can. no. Yeah. If you're, on, if you're, but also cradle of civilization, start of humans on earth, you know, we get to inspire them with X number of things from our list. Mm. Do we leave geoengineering out? <laughs> that's... It's a tough question, but if you're if you're if you're the human asking the higher authority for something, you're going to ask for geoengineering. You're not uh, capacities. You're not going to be like uh, the reason not to bestow that upon our species would be some sort of uh, utopic ideal of like you know harmony that we are not currently achieving. Where you see that basic um, that basic Promethean instinct, if mm. it's if it exists the way that we think it does, yeah, that as you say, like the the people would people would be wanting to have it if you hadn't if we weren't if they didn't have us there just uh helpfully curating for for them what they should and shouldn't think Mm -hmm. which you know god forbid (laughs) um then yeah they would come to that as a want pretty quick you can see why it took a couple million years to get here yeah without us relax now everyone um okay so uh so at the moment um our list is standing at seven items of which this will be the eighth we've got generosity at the top authority right under that imprisonment coming in at number three lunch is number four harnessing electricity is number five male at six and genius at seven what's your instinct my instinct for geoengineering is that it's above harnessing electricity Mm -hmm. that's i mean and it's reductive i'm just going to the thing that I feel the is lowest a, point, the is it, lowest point of certainty. That is, that is, well, the thing that feels in a similar, weirdly yeah, comparable sure. to it as an idea. Right. And then my gut is that it's, um, it, it's in a similar arena, but potentially more, um, 
yeah, more 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 globally applicable and valuable. Mm, I definitely wouldn't want to live in a society that had geoengineering but no authority. Like, <laughs> imagine what sure. nightmares could be wreaked. Sure. So, uh, imprisonment and lunch. What's your instinctive sense about how it relates to those two? I also don't think I'd want to live in a society where we could have geoengineering. Say we could have a a great big dam, mm-hmm. but we could also have the outlier one in a million psychopath knocking it down on everybody. Yep, I, I yep. Think, I think that's still – my first instinct when you listed them was fourth. Yep. I don't know what that where that puts it. That puts it under imprisonment and above lunch, mm-hmm. which really that feels kind of all right to me because I feel like, like lunch isn't eating, you know, which isn't an idea. That's mm-hmm. just a – you know, I feel like if we have no if we have no framework of ideas around eating other than just following the primal instinct to um, ingest food, uh, there's a lot of problems with that. But I feel like less problems than if we don't have the less pra- less practical, tricky outcomes than if we're have the means to, yeah. to massively increase the food that we've less got. thing less things that would arrest our current conception of what a society what a project of society sure. is. A virtuous society. <laughs> lunch. Virtue. Next episode. <laughs> Virtue other than lunch. Okay. Right. So the list. Yep. So we've got generosity, authority, imprisonment as our top three. And then at the new number four, we have geoengineering. This is fun. I love it. I also enjoy this podcast that we're doing, Chris. And thank you all. Hope you're enjoying it too.